Welcome to the NS9 postgame show. I am your host, Connor. With me is Neil. That's the part where you're supposed to say hi. Hi. <laughs> uh, usually there's a longer intro. Um, hi. How's everyone doing? Yep. Pirates lose 6-4. Luis Ortiz went three and a third, gave up five. He's the losing pitcher today. Uh, Thompson started for the Cardinals. He went five, gave up two. Yeah, uh, bit of a I, long one today. Rain delay in the middle. Yeah, I, I don't even know if I can chalk this up to uh, a Luis Ortiz out. And for me, this one's completely on the offense. Um, I would, I wouldn't say that. I would. I know that they were like one for eight with like one oh for, for nine. nine. Oh, oh for, for nine. nine. Yeah, they, oh for nine with runners in scoring position today. But like that, that happens. Luis Ortiz was awful today. He was. I think there are some silver linings there, but I mean, you cannot waste. You cannot waste nine opportunities and hit get zero hits. I mean, that that is an easily winnable game. There, it was. Well, especially because the Cardinals lead the league in blown saves, right? Yeah. And in the later portions of this game, they had a lot of runners on, mm-hmm. and couldn't capitalize on any of them. Despite that, uh, some good performances today from Andrew McCutcheon again. Uh, and Connor Joe uh, had a double. That's his hit. fifth of the series. He's hot. Got hit twice. Yeah, he did. Hit by pitch twice. Uh, two RBIs. Uh, McCutcheon got on base five. No. Four no, times. four times. Four times because he struck out looking in the ninth. Uh, Hayes, with Hayes. Two, Hayes with two more hits and a homer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Reynolds one for five. It, it's just the bottom half of that lineup. It's was just really bad today. I mean, Pagaro was pretty good. Pagaro was pretty good, yeah. but Palacios, Bay, yeah. Williams, and Delay. There's I, I, only I, there's only one hit between those yeah. names. I understand uh, why he they did it because like he hit he was hitting tanks the other night, but um. Palacio should not be hitting fifth. No, he shouldn't be. Not not that that would have changed a damn thing today, probably. But yeah, no, not great. But I, know, I guess we should probably start with the starting pitcher, and I guess it only makes sense. Yeah, Luis, or t- I just I, I'm sorry, I just I, I don't see anything here. Like I think we're we're at that point where it's just he's. The the batted ball profiles are so egregiously bad that just like I don't know how you fix this. Well, I mean, today wasn't really a batted ball problem. It wasn't. Um, today was a control problem, um, which you is know. which is when you compound the batted ball issues he has with the control problems that he that he has. I just like there's it almost feels like there's too much here to overcome for a pirate's development system that is notoriously not that great at developing. Well, I mean, it all kind of started going downhill when they stopped telling him to throw a hundred miles an hour. Um, you know, and I guess some positives from today, you know, he was getting swing and miss stuff. Like when he was up here first, no one was swinging and missing against Luis Ortiz. The velocity was up a bit today. Um, you know, five strikeouts, 13 swings and misses and in 3.1 innings of work. 
I mean, those are the stuff that like you can work to build on. Um, you know, he is, he wasn't striking anyone out. Let's put it this way. If you look at the Savant page right now, first percentile and hard hit batting average slugging second and barrel rate K rate, like really miserable stuff. And today he got five K's. He only had five hard hit balls the entire time. You know, like I, I, there is something to build off that. I think, you know, they, I, 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 he was not good today, but like he wasn't displaying the same issues he was showing earlier in the season. I think that's fair to an extent. Um, it's just not enough progress for me to go, oh yeah, he needs like to build off of this. It's still a problem. Yeah. Um, it, it's, I, I, he's, I he's not the same pitcher. Admittedly, I, you know, the pitcher that we saw in those, four outings last year it was kind of a mixed bag but the stuff was just so good that he was completely overpowering good hitters at this level at times Mm -hmm. he went into yankee stadium as a rookie and like his third start and struck out what seven something like that i mean that's something and this year he just hasn't showing you anything no i the, don't know i don't know what they were doing to him um this stuff not, is it's, it's not working um, the the stuff is is worse and the control isn't better so it's just i don't i don't know exactly where the source of because everyone i've talked to has no idea about them telling him to to throw less hard for more control I'm starting to think that that's just a load of malarkey that that someone put out there a little too early or without proper verification. Because um, it people have said that, but it's just from everyone that I've talked to. There's that's not what happened. Okay, which is pop- which is more concerning. Yeah, I mean, it is concerning if he just doesn't have it anymore. Which, which would be crazy because, like, you know, you have to ask yourself, where does that even go over a single offseason? I don't even remember. He was throwing gas in spring training. Yeah, he was. He was throwing <laughs> gas in the World Baseball Classic. What? Like, I don't, yeah. I don't understand what happened. But, I mean, all the different beat writers and all the people that I've talked to within the organization, nobody, nobody knows yeah. anything about them telling him to throw less hard for more control. Yeah. Well, I think the big thing, and I know a lot of people were talking about it earlier, is he really needs – they're, they're making him have a third pitch, which is fine. The problem is that his third pitch is, is a changeup is so uncompetitive. Um, I'll let you guess how many strikes he threw with his changeup today. Two. One. I was close. Like, out of, out of 12, he threw one. You know, and so if you if you don't even have to worry about swinging at a changeup, it's a useless pitch. Yeah. Um, you know, like there are obvious control issues, but also like, what were they doing with this guy in the minors or like, like, what are they telling him to do? Cause obviously he came out for his hundred mile an hour fastball, his 94 mile an hour slider. And, you know, today, like, you know, you got some of that stuff. Like you got some of those swings and misses, like, um, the slider wasn't, bad today for as far as i recall like you know it, it's more about 
the fastball, which I think has just been an organizational problem. Yeah, I just, I, I don't, I question how, because you look at, because I, I question how a guy, because even before he was throwing 100, he was throwing like mid 90s, mm-hmm. right? How could they look at a guy throwing that hard with only two pitches and go, okay, we're not going to teach you the changeup until you are on the doorstep of the major leagues. I That's that's the part that I really don't understand. Nope. It's kind of like another Henry Davis situation. Why would you tell him he's a catcher until he gets to the major leagues and suddenly he's not a catcher anymore, you know? Like, in an, uh, you're also going to practice catching on the side. Like, how how this team handles prospects, at least from an outside perspective, makes no sense at all. And I, and I think Luis Ortiz is another victim of that. Well, that's, that's the other thing to be fair to the pirates, right? Most pitching prospects do not work out. The top, the top 10 pitching prospects on MLB pipeline in, in five years, you're not going to know who six of those guys were. If you're lucky, if you're Mm -hmm. lucky four four guys, four of the top 10 pitchers in the top 100 work out. You know, to be fair to the Pirates, that's the that's the reality of it. There's the the flip side of that coin is that they have kind of taken some missteps with Luis Ortiz and they could have done better. Yeah, but it's an organizational trend, you know, like that's like another part of it. Unless you really want to give them Oviedo, who's basically been the same starter numbers wise as he was as a Cardinal, I mean which I guess you can do because he hasn't gotten any worse. Who is the success story? Well, I here? would, I would, who is the prospects of success story here? To, to counter the Oviedo thing. I, I haven't taken a look at the deeper dive of him, but his, he has like 14 or 15 starts this year where he gives up two runs or less and pitches six innings or yeah. more or oh, something. Uh, uh, listen, I, everyone knows the Oviedo stuff is there. I'm never going to deny that. Well, I'm, I'm saying the, that, the, like, the, the, in the terms of has he gotten better? I, you know, I, I I haven't taken a deeper look to to see if those kinds of performances were there or not to I, give I, I, some I credit to the Pirates. I can't give them credit until they can tell them how to locate a fastball. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't want to make this the Oviedo show, but fastballs are the cancer to this pitching development. We've seen it with Rowanzi. We've seen it with Ortiz. Even they told Keller that kind of, like when Keller was struggling, he was barely throwing his fastball. He was throwing like eight different pitches. Um, it's just a trend. And so I have to ask myself, well, what are we doing? And then, you know, all our top guys, like Jared Jones is a fastball pitcher. Paul Skeens is a fastball pitcher. Bubba Chandler has a good fastball. Like, what happens when they hit the switch from the minors to the majors? Because whatever they're doing is just isn't working. And I think that's why I've been so harsh, harsh on Oscar Marin, Marin, because, like, I don't know what else to make of it. They just fall apart once they hit the major leagues. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. It, it's 
it's frustrating. It is. Because as much as I want to give them the benefit of the doubt with how much benefit of the doubt with how many top 100 prospects do not work out because the majority don't, you know, not all 100, not all 100 of those guys are going to be major league players. Not 80 of those guys are going to be major league players. See, not I, even 50 of those guys are going to be major league players. I'm not sure I agree with that because um, someone actually pulled the data from 2013 the MLB pipeline top 113 uh, top 100 prospects, a third of them were still in baseball, like with uh, not in like real starting jobs a decade later this year. Like, well, if you I mean, how many and, of those didn't work out though? Well, what, what I'm saying is that if there are a third who are in still in baseball in 10 years, that means there were probably another te- 20 or so guys who are making it for at least a little bit as a competent major league player. And that doesn't even include the bench players or the relievers. So what I'm saying is that prospects actually do work out more than we think. I just think we're so used to bad development that we just think, Oh, no one's prospects actually work out. I think that's fair. I mean, I don't know. That's it's just, this is part of where I am with, with Ortiz where it's just like, I'm, it, it's Rowanzi too, because I don't know how you fix not to make not to make this about Rowanzi, but I don't know how you fix him either. Nope, Rowanzi. I, I don't far, think they know as either. As far as I'm aware, Rowanzi's done. Like I'm sorry, like his fastball is just never recovering. His his stuff just is never going to be there again. Um, you can kind of squint and see where you can fix Ortiz, but neither of these guys who are supposed to be major parts of the rotation this year are going to be a part of this future. And it's kind of sad to see. Yeah. So the offense. Yeah. Bad day. I mean, yeah. left a lot of runners on. I mean, usually four runs and 10 hits is pretty good for us, but, um, yeah, it the it context really, is not great, especially off of a Cardinals bullpen that's pretty bad. Um, mm-hmm. They should have gotten more out of the opportunities they had. They struck out looking twice in the ninth. Um, just Andy Haynes special. Andy Haynes special. I mean that that that's six inning with Palante, and you've got to get more than a Jason delay RBI across the board. Yeah, um, you do. Th- th- that was kind of where the game was decided for me. Like you were still within range, like five, three is doable with nine outs left. Right. But that was the moment <laughs> um, you're chipping away. You're, it's five, two. You got the bases loaded, like even a single score in two, like that's a whole new ball game. Right. And there's no situational awareness. Situational hitting doesn't exist on this team. Right, and that's my it's my biggest problem with the Andy Haynes approach. It's just like it, there's no flexibility for game situation. It's you aren't going to swing unless it is absolutely your pitch. Yeah, and then we get behind the count, and then people start swinging at bad pitches because that's what happens. Like the 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 numbers out there are for everyone. Like everyone knows if you go down o two, major league wide, like you're not getting on base 90% of the time, especially because <laughs> the pirates this year do rank, I think either second or in calls in terms of calls going against them. They rank, I think either second or fourth. Yep. I, I thought it was first. 
I thought it was first. So was it? I I, I glanced at the data at the, at the statistic earlier this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, the, it, the point is, the umpiring has been awful. It's been awful all year. Yeah. We've all seen it, and the numbers back it up. That that, that so, Palacios strikeout call in the ninth was atrocious. It was. But the but, problem is, you if the Pirates are like aware that the umpiring they have is this bad and they just keep trying the same things over and over and over and they just keep staring at pitches you know at at some point you got to swing you would think um but yeah no there really hasn't been a change in the approach and you would think after like two months of being the worst offensive team in baseball they would maybe have some introspection but you know, I don't think this organization moves quickly in response. To they don't move quickly to, on anything. <laughs> yeah, like there, there is no urgency with this team. And I think they're just going to ride out the Andy Haynes approach until the end of the year. Let him go. Um, he's, but, he's totally gone. But like I genuinely believe with like my whole heart that you are looking at even like five more wins this year if you have a competent hitting philosophy in place this year. Yeah. Like, like um, maybe I'm be hyperbolic, but like, no, I don't think you are at all. Like, like you were looking at a much different offense with not Andy Haynes. And I don't think, you know, maybe the, perfor- the individual performances aren't that much better, but just more situational awareness to just not, like the it's like the Solinsky thing where the final line is fine, right? But everything in between is just atrocious. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's not good. And like even so, even when you get ten hits like you do today, you know, Cabrian Hayes, Andrew McCutcheon, Leover Pagaro, all having great games, and nobody could drive them in. <laughs> no one drives them in because, I mean. Another nine strikeouts today. Um, you know, when when you're batting G1 Bay, Alika Williams, and Jason Delay, basically back to back to back, you're you're kind of asking to go out quietly. Yeah, and that's kind of where like some some power would be nice. You know, if you if we turn a couple of those doubles into home runs, you're talking about a totally different ball game, but. Only one home run today. I mean, I'm happy for Cabrian. <laughs> he's, he's been, been keep, he's been keeping it up for a lot longer than he normally keeps up these streaks. I'll give him that. Yeah. Well, the thing with him is that there are some. There's more encouraging underlying numbers than I think we've seen in a while. Yeah, he's he's one. never he's never hit the ball in the air this hard. Right. For this amount of time. Right. That, so, that's why, I mean, I'm obviously with him. I'm not going to peg him as anything until we see this over like the course of a full season. Yeah, no, that's fair. I, I think if he keeps us up till the end of the year, like I don't think he's going to hit 300 until the end of the year, but you know, like hitting the ball in the air, hitting more home runs, right. getting more doubles, like just this general approach. Like if he has more two for five games, you know, and he's doing that throughout the rest of the year, 
I'd be willing to hop on the train again. Um, yeah, so would I. If I told you that Cabrian Hayes had a real shot of passing Jack Suwinski's um, OPS in April, what would your reaction be? Yeah. <laughs> it's not good with Jack, but he didn't play today. No, he's been sitting quite a bit recently. And, you know, you may be, you know, you don't love the Bay Palacios in center combination, but I, I can't blame them one bit for giving him some rest. He, he needs some time off. He does. It, it's just, you can't, you could not continue. It, it was getting to the point where it was like, okay, you're, you're Chris Davising right now. You're like f- four for 54. Yeah. It, it was untenable. You, yeah. No, at that, that is, that is the, about the threshold where even the pirates are like, no, you're not, you're not getting on the field. Mm-hmm. Like, and obviously I don't think sending him down is going to do anything, but like, well, no, because you do need to address center field in the off season at this point. Because I think people think that like people talk about it as if it's some like magic bullet. Mm-hmm. What will Jack learn from being in AAA? Because his approach that's not working absolutely is going to work in AAA because the pitchers have worse control. They have worse stuff. The pitches are easier to recognize. It's just he will learn nothing from being there. Yeah, I I can't imagine anything worthwhile happening. And when people... When people saying that, oh, Davis should be sent down, Davis will learn nothing from AAA. Just like he was learning nothing from being in AA. Davis just needs a position and like someone to sit him down a driveline and tell him how to hit sliders, man. Like this is not, I don't think it's that hard. <laughs> like no, Davis, Davis is an easy solution there. Um, Sawinski, I don't know if easy is the right word, but he needs someone besides Andy Haynes to be his coach. And it's the same thing with Luis that you're seeing right now. Obviously, they need pitching because they were rolling with with three bullpen days, right? Mm -hmm. But how much more does Luis actually have to learn in AAA? Because it's really just time for him to face major league hitters. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. It's just people talk about sending them down until they get right. Well, how are they supposed to get right against major league competition when they're facing minor league competition? I, I don't think it does, but um, you know, know you gotta are, you gotta get them ready for that in the actual development rather than after. I, I think people just like to see them disappear and not have to see the bad stuff. <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's I think that's the real thing. Like they. Uh, and so, but it's never going to happen. Um, I don't know. Who else do you want to talk about today? I want to talk about Connor Joe, man. He's been good. He has been good. He's been really good. I just... I, I never understood the hate for him in like May and June. He's, he's a decent player. I mean, I think he's yeah. proven that now. Well, the hate probably comes from the fact that he's just a decent player who needs to be put like in a very unique role to be good. And he was being dependent on as an everyday player. Right. And because he has such an electric April, people were expecting like, oh, he should be batting 
with a a thousand OPS all season. And yeah, no, no, but you know, like, no, he's a handy player. I like him. Um, I, I think he also just like watches pitches too much. He's they. It was obvious from the start that they went after him because of the organizational hitting philosophy. Yeah, but I mean, if you told me that Connor Joe, like at this point, was going to be a two-war player in like a hundred and fifteen WRC plus, I take that every day of the week. Yeah, no, he's got like an eight hundred OPS right now, right? Seven eighty-five. Um, but yeah, no, Connor Joe's been very, very reliable. I think, I think if he didn't go through like hot spells the way he has, because like he's been just red hot in April and red hot now but like there well, were stretches there was there was stre- in July too there were stretches of like June and August and like early August where he was unplayable and I think that's just a whole microcosm of the team you know like Reynolds has that Sawinski has that Joe has that Leover Pagaro seems to flip-flop between that every other game there's just no consistency yeah all right. Well, we've been on here for about half an hour. Yeah, it's good. Pirates, do they go to Chicago tomorrow or um, do they No, the the Cubs uh play yeah. the Cardinals. Yeah. The Cubs play the Pirates, I'm sorry. I'll say one more thing. I guess it's terrible. Not it's, it's hard to be too mad going 2 out of 4 from the Cardinals, but man, you really feel like you should have had that game in hand. Yep. Justin Steele pitches tomorrow and the very famous to be announced for the pirates. Do we have any of our starters announced for the next like four days? Um, I think that Mackie tweet said no, which I think is the first time he's ever seen it as a professional writer. So we're set, we're, we're making history this year. Oh, and yeah. the Keller goes Friday. Uh, was that just, I just checked the MLB app. All right. Keller goes Friday. Falter goes Sunday. That's all I got for you. All right. So I guess tune in tomorrow to find out who the starter is. Mm-hmm. All right. You got anything else? <laughs> no. Kind of a boring game, which is weird to say about a 6-4 loss. Um, just disappointing, man. But, you know, better than what July was. <laughs> we well, Let's not get into that. All right. Yeah, no. It's a it's a Gray's hat. Jolly Roger report. All right. So, peace out. I will be on tomorrow. I think. Be on tomorrow with I don't know Jim or Donardo. Yeah, Any last words? Yeah. Nope. Have a good rest of your day. Thank God the Pirates' loss is over now, and you can enjoy your evening. Peace. Hey, you all. Thank you for watching. I know we try to provide the most entertaining content that we can, uh, and we'd love to spread it to as many people as possible. So uh, I know it doesn't seem like a lot, but if you could take the five seconds to like this video and subscribe to the page, it helps out so much more than you know. Thank you, and let's go Bucks.